Why is serving great? We've got three sort of pillars. If you can imagine the church as a, uh, as a, as a sort of building, uh, obviously Jesus is the foundation of everything. And then we've got some family values. But there's sort of three pillars that we work on that for the church. One, one is really sort of devotion to God. That's, it's him it's all about. We call that pursuing God on our, our sort of logo. The other is loving others, including each other, uh, uh, which is serving people. It's also about serving people. We're on earth as the body of Christ to do his will and serve others. And the third is uh, reaching out beyond us uh, and serving others in our daily lives, in the city, the region, the nation, uh, and the nations. And that's the sort of three pillars uh, that, that we're working on all the time. And we're, we're looking at the second one today, serving people. And particularly, uh, I'm going to focus in on serving as we gather together. Serving's a much bigger thing than that. We serve our employers, we serve our neighbors, we serve people that we just help in everyday life. But I'm focusing in on Sunday morning, this morning. We're, we'd like to be a great church I don't know what you think of. We've probably got a thousand pictures, or at least a hundred pictures, of what being a great church means. You know, the, 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 there'd be people in the creche that see, you know, a, a multi-gym with a ball pool. And, you know, that's a great church. It's got a great creche. There'd be the PA guys who see speakers going up to the heavens themselves. And, uh, you know, we'd all have, the, the, there'd be a youth group with, you know, a million table tennis tables and snooker tables. And all those sort of different expectations. But uh, Jesus said this, the greatest among you will be your servant. We often think of great people as people that are fantastic sports people uh, and that's wonderful I, I love sport or, or uh, people great people from history Winston Churchill or whatever but Jesus definition and his at the end of the day is really the one that counts his definition in Matthew 23 verse 11 was the greatest among you will be your servant it's an, it's, a, it's an attitude and actions that show servanthood. Now, I want to be, uh, because, because um, Jim's already done some family stuff, ask if we would consider giving, which is a one great way of serving. Uh, but, but just to quote Galatians 5 uh, and verse 13, it says, if I look it up, I'll get it right. Uh, you, my brothers and sisters, again, it's a family talk, you were called to be free. And in Galatians, he's arguing they're free from all rules and regulations because Jesus has set them free. Jesus has kept the, all the rules and regulations for us. So we're, we're free. In other words, we don't have to do anything. Particularly, we don't have to do anything to justify ourselves, to make ourselves somebody, to give ourselves some significance, to be loved by God or others, to be forgiven, to be accepted. It's entirely by grace. It's free, gratis, and for nothing that Jesus saves us. But then he goes on to say, don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh, rather serve one another in love. So what he's saying is you're completely free. You don't have to do anything. You can do diddly squats that's absolutely fine you don't have to do anything the grace of God frees us and forgives us it's wonderful it's a free gift you can't earn it you'll never deserve it his love comes free without strings attached but then he says this how you use that freedom is really important he says don't don't use that freedom to be selfish to be self-orientated but instead he says serve one another humbly in love so we're free not to serve, 
but we're freed to serve. Both are true. We're free not to serve, but we've been freed in order that we might serve in humility and with the love that God gives us. So why is serving great? I've got a few reasons why serving is great. And this is the first one. Because serving is worship. Oh, you pulled out the God card. Well, it's church. What did you expect? (laughs) Serving is worship. Ultimately, serving is for God. Isn't it? Serving is for God. 1 Peter 4 verse 11. If anyone serves, they should do so in the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised. To him be the glory. Although the song did say ours be the glory that's just a misprint by the way on that song it's not ours is the glory it's his yours is the glory anyway that's a little aside in all things god may be praised to him be glory and power forever and ever amen you see the first reason we serve isn't because chairs need putting out although they do need putting out The first reason we serve isn't because we wouldn't hear anything without the PA. Although, let's face it, we wouldn't hear anything without the PA. Especially in this room. No, the first reason we serve is not me, and it's not you. It's not even need, although we're surrounded by all sorts of different needs. The first reason we serve is God. It's about God. It's for Him first. If you got here this morning and went out and attached the Hope Church sign to the, uh, to the signpost at the end of the drive, the first reason you do that is for God. If you collected um, people from the university or, or wherever, if you made tea, if you brought biscuits, if you purchased milk from Tesco and brought it this morning, if you did the squirty thing into the little cups, the first reason you do that, yes, it's to make the whole thing work, of course it is, but actually it's for him. It's to him and for him are all things. It's about him. So worship is actually much bigger than the songs that we sang this morning. Though uh, Sung worship's great. I absolutely love meeting with God through the singing of songs and the praying of prayers. I like to, to encounter him, to seek to sense, enter his presence and sense him with us. That's wonderful. But, but worship is much bigger than that. That's an important part of it, but it's bigger than that. Worship is what you give yourself to. It's what you devote your time and your energy, even your money to. That's, that's worship. It's what we devote ourselves to. So serving is worship. It's a response to who God is and what he's done in the end. Do you remember that story about Isaiah? Do you remember that in Isaiah chapter 6? Isaiah's in the temple. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. He's a prophet. He's doing prophety things. He might be praying. On the other hand, he might have been dusting the hymn books. I don't know what he was doing there. Anyway, he's in the temple, and he has this amazing vision of God. He sees the Lord. He sees just a, a tiny part of the, the Lord, and his eye is lifted up, and, and even just a little bit of the back of his robe fills this temple. And Isaiah, and then he sees angels crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And, and the guy's undone. He's ruined. And that's what he says, woe to me. Which is like, I'm judged. I'm, I'm guilty. Man, I, I don't stand a chance. He's so holy, I'm an unclean man from an unclean tribe. And God comes to him and touches him and cleanses him so he gets this vision of God and then God cleanses him and then what is and then God asks a question 
in Isaiah 6 and verse 8. Who, who shall I send? Who will go for us? And you remember what Isaiah says? Isaiah 6 verse 8. Here I am, send me. See, it wasn't, oh, flipping it. Oh, I've got to turn up and put some chairs out. Oh, no. I hate making tea. God, yeah, the box, nothing gets put back in the right box. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Leads seem to tie themselves in knots between when you put them away neatly and the next week. What's that about? So annoying and people. Oscar Wilde said, other people are simply quite dreadful. He was joking, I hope. Just serving. No, no, actually, it wasn't like that for Isaiah. It was, no, I've seen the Lord. I've seen the Lord, therefore, send me. That was his, that, it was a response to who God is, massive and wonderful, and what he'd done. He's cleansed me. Therefore, if there's anything I can do, Lord, I'll do it. It's, it's a, it's a, it starts in there, doesn't it? This is who he is. This is what he's done. Therefore, any small thing I could do, if I could do something greater, I would. Anything, Lord, send me. Or, or as it says, Paul put it in Ephesians 6 verse 7, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. Isn't that amazing? That mint tea you made this morning for the Lord, not for people. Well, it is for people. But you get the, the attitude. It's a thing of the heart. Wholeheartedly, as if you were serving the Lord, not people. And actually, the context of that passage is even in the world of work. No, serve as if, as if you're serving the Lord, not people. Do the setup for the Lord. Put, try and get the right words on the screen at the right time. That's very tricky. Do it for the Lord. Wholeheartedly. See, in the end, this is, this is not such a fun point, but it actually stops being worship when we serve with resentment, doesn't it? I, don't, I hope no one's doing that. Or, or, or when we're sort of complacent or, or, or moaning. No, actually, it's a, it delights the heart of God when we do it as to him. So why is serving great? Because it's worship. It's part of our worship. Secondly, serving is about Jesus. You know, you and I are made to imitate Jesus. He's our saviour. But do you know what? He's also our, our model. If you've got a Bible, have a look at Philippians chapter 2. I'll read out verse 1 to 7. We, we're made to imitate him. Paul says this, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 1. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, tenderness and compassion. Oh, that's quite a list, isn't it? Are you encouraged to the thought that you are one with Jesus? That his righteousness is yours? That because he's seated with the Father, that's where you belong now. That's encouraging. If you've got any comfort, any strengthening from knowing that you're loved by him. If you shared anything of the Holy Spirit, he says then... Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition, rather in humility value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you look to the interests of the others. That's a great verse. 
in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. That's it. It's copying Jesus. He's our model. He became a servant, though he was equal to and with the Father. In fact, Jesus reveals the, the eternal nature of the Father. He said, if you see me, you've seen the Father. He's the exact imprint of God. If you want to know what God's like, you look at Jesus. So when we serve, we are being like God, like his son, Jesus, who came as the ultimate servant. And what Paul says is, look, if you gained from what he did in any way, as he became a servant, then be like him. I, I, I struggle to be like, you know those what would Jesus do? I mean, it's not a bad thing to have, is it? What would, W-W-J-D. I, I sometimes feel like having one that says W-W-J-D-I-H-N-I. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I wish I knew. Someone tell me and I'll try and do it. <laughs> But I know one thing Jesus did do that I can do. He served. He helped. He saw something they needed doing and he, he would do it. He'd wash some feet. He'd pray for people. He'd ra- ra- I mean, he did things beyond what I'm, as a, at the moment, able to do. But he did say, hey, the kind of things I do, you'll do, and maybe even greater, because I'm going to the Father and giving my spirit. So one of the things we can do is serve. If we've gained from that, if we've seen it, then we can do it. Heidi Baker, who... Uh, it's planted many, many churches, I think in the thousands now, in Mo- Mozambique. It's speaking at next year's uh, Catalyst Festival. She said this, when someone said to her, how can you sacrifice so much? Sacrifice the comf- comfy lifestyle, given up everything to serve uh, others in, in often difficult circumstances. She replied this, when you've seen Jesus, what else can you do? I love that. It's, it's, that's, that's great. And very simple theology, isn't it? Well, how can you serve? How can you do that when it costs you so much? Blah, 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 blah. All the pressures. Well, when you sin Jesus, what else can you do? Serving others flows from saying yes to Jesus. Not, let's remind ourselves, not legalis- legalistic compulsion. You're free. But Paul's challenge to us is, how are you going to use your freedom to serve others? Will you, will you copy Jesus and have the same attitude as him? Here's the third reason serving is great. Serving is great because serving is about the church. Oh, church. Ooh. Do you know, individual Christians in the Bible, that they're called out of their sin, that's great, but they're called into something. Out of sin, out of condemnation, into a body of people. Christians are not supposed to be like coals that have fallen off on the fire. They lose their heat quite quickly. We're supposed to be together, built together into what he called a church, which just means called out ones. That's what church means. It's a Greek word, ecclesia. It's called out ones, called together ones, actually, called out of the world into the church. I don't know if you've ever seen, um, I, I read about it. I haven't actually seen it. The Big Fat Greek Wedding, that film, you've seen it, where about 30 or 40 people all suddenly avalanche on this girl uh, to, to get her, to, because getting a bride ready is a family thing in many cultures 
avalanche of people preparing the hair, the nails, the eyelashes, the, I don't know, I've no idea, I'm a bloke. But, you know, there seems to be a lot of things that take a lot of time and an awful lot of money as well. Anyway, it's true, isn't it? Get, getting, getting a bride, it's a family thing, particularly in the Greek family, I imagine. Well, the same is true of the church. That's what we're involved in. We're all involved. In fact, the Bible calls the church the bride of Christ. Getting ready for the marriage. Getting ready for when he returns. So we're all involved in presenting the church, the church we're a part of, to be the best she can be. Far from perfect. But trying to be the best we can be for him. And we're all involved in that. We, I, I love Hope Church part of his bigger church we're not we're not the whole thing we're just a tiny bit of the church in Worcester and a tiny bit of the church in the UK and and the world we're just a tiny bit but we're his body that's another image we're the bride of Christ we're his body to get stuff done on earth so serving is about helping help the church be the best that she can be Danny Silk said this another bit of a um, challenging quote it's amazing, he said, what people will do for money, but not for love. It's a bit of an ouch, that one, isn't it? It's amazing what people will do for money, not for love. And then he went on to, to write about, about how if his employer said he needed to stay late, he stayed late. If his if employer said you need, we need to start early, he'd start early. And, uh, uh, and but will we do those things for love? We do them for money, for wages. At work, we do it for wages, of course. At church, we do it for love. For love of him. Because it's our worship, because it's about Jesus, because it's about building the church, which is his delight. It's his personal building project. Did you know that? Jesus said, I will build my church. It's a great privilege for us to be involved in itsy bitsy little ways or, or whatever way we can be. It's his building project. Here's the last reason serving is great, because it changes us and it changes others. It's, it's a funny thing. Serving can change others, but it also changes us. You meet amazing people when you serve with them. You, you want to get to know people. You want to you know, spend an evening serving sprouts with Josephine, and you get to know each other. It's great fun. Can't all do that, because I want that job. Anyway, <laughs> but do, do you know what I mean? You, you serve people. You give people. You give people lifts. You get to know people that you wouldn't necessarily meet otherwise, because a lot of us on a Sunday morning, and you, you get to know people. It's great. Join a serving team. Help others and have some fun. You you, you get to know. You think, you think, I never realised he was so slow till I made coffee with him. Yeah, that's interesting. You get to know people. You think, oh, my man, he's really quick, but he's so messy. That's me, by the way. The messy one. But you, you meet people. It, ch- it changes your life as you give hospitality, as you welcome, as you greet, as you follow up, as you clear up. It's, it's a great thing. Serving in any cas- capacity helps introduce people to Jesus. You know, at some stage, someone welcomed you, didn't they? At some stage, at some stage, someone fetched and carried you. At some stage, someone taught you. At some stage, someone gave you hospitality. At some stage, someone gave of themselves and their time and their effort, maybe even their money. And what the Bible says is, play it forward for the glory of Jesus. 
play it forward. Uh, uh, Dan will give us some details of the team, teams in a minute. There's, there's tons of different teams and lots of other ways we can serve as well. But, you know, serving helps introduce people to Jesus. And, and guess what? They even meet him in you as we serve wholeheartedly. So if you're, if you're visiting us today, I uh, just want to say as an aside, we, we're here to serve you. So if, if we've not made anything clear and you're in total confusion, come and ask us and we'll help you as best we can. If, if you're here thinking, I wish someone would pray for me, I just need someone to pray for me, then and come and speak to one of us that you've seen or someone you came uh, with uh, and we'll pray for you because we want to serve you. Because that's what we're here for, to pursue God, serve others and export hope to the city, the region and the nations. So So what? So I need to hand over to Dan to do the practical bit. So what? Well, many people will continue serving. So just please continue serving. If you're, if you're a servant, continue serving. That's a great thing to do. So just on, on behalf of whoever I'm on behalf of, thank you. Thank you very much for serving over the last 12 months. Uh, some of us may have stopped serving. Maybe we've been unwell. Maybe what we were doing came to an end and, we, and we've been enjoying the rest <laughs> that's fine well renew serving think about it pray about it ask god to help you ask others how you can help uh, renew serving others perhaps start serving not served before because we've been happy to receive and we've needed to receive and that's fine well start serving they're the they're the three things i could think of it's not very profound carry on well done thank you start again well done, thank you. Or start for the first time. That would be great. Let's serve. Serving really is great. I'm not doing this just to fill um, jobs, by the way. There are jobs to be filled, undoubtedly, because some people have moved on with job moves or, or, or because they're with the Lord now. There are jobs to be filled, but I'm not doing this to fill jobs. I'm doing it because it's what we're for. It's what we're for. God made us to worship him, to serve one another, to reach out with the love of Christ. So I'm just trying to help us do what God has called us to be. So I'm going to pray and then I'm going to hand over to Dan to just uh, say some practical things or point out team leaders.